Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. Yeah, I don't know. I never know. It's going to be that. This is another one of those nights. Are we professional? <laughs> no, are we professionals? We should just leave that in. Are we professional? Should, like, just leave the pause and just like, are we professional? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. How are you? How are you, Lewis? Oh, you know, just living the dream as per usual. <laughs> I decided to. <laughs> well, I decided to go out yesterday, like super last minute, like after work. One of my coworkers had like a really rough day. And so she's like, we need to go drink. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we ended up going to this little like taco joint and bar for like an hour. So then after that, <laughs> I texted my friend. And I was like, hey, want to go to Target? And that is never a recipe, like a good recipe for me, because it's a recipe for disaster. So for I ended up for, for literally everyone. Uh, so I got home. I only had one alcohol in me, so I was like, safe driving. <laughs> just it's one okay. alcohol. Uh, so we got to the Target. I originally went in for legit just a denim jacket. I was looking at this denim jacket last week, and I was like, you know what? Wait it. See if you want it in a week. That's smart. That's what I try to do with everything. I try to do. It usually doesn't work. But I was like, you know what? It's a big purchase. It's not that big. But don't. <laughs> but just don't do it. So I ended up getting the jacket. But then, since I had one tiny alcohol in me, I <laughs> thought it would have been fun to go shopping in the Halloween section. Oh, God. So as Adam has seen, I found this cape that is probably my favorite thing. If it wasn't $25, it would have been thrown in the cart, too. I was going to say, did you buy the cape? No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on it again. You're going to pray about it. I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to pray about it. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully the good Lord will lead me in the right direction to (laughs) yes, to a yes. But I was literally just like stomping around and then on top of that before before the cape even happened i had i found a trench coat and it was probably my favorite thing and then i would not take it off i had refused but mike was like do you want to take it off i was like no i'm not i'm like i'm gonna buy this and i, I didn't look at the price tag so i'm just wearing this like olivia pope looking goddamn coat and i'm ready to shut everything down i'm ready to shut it down so then I, after that i found the cape I, t- I had to take off the jacket the jacket ended up being 50 dollars. so that one we're gonna pray about a lot it's not too bad for oh. a jacket it was a cute jacket it was a really cute jacket and i didn't think i was gonna like it but then i was like "Ooh, this shit real cute and i'm like i look real good in it look at this yeah but then other than that i was just putting on shit and getting a suit Super emotional the entire time because everything was so fucking cute. I had cat ears on. I wore that through the entire store. <laughs> but I think, but I think the best part was we were we were checking out and I didn't see the guy behind me. So I had laid down all my things. It looked like a typical Instagram like white girl post. There was my <laughs> denim jacket. I bought. I bought a face mask. There was like a sparkling buy drink. I bought some like dollar Halloween things. Oh my God. And I was like, I was, oh, and my Abba CD. And I put an Abba CD because it was on sale. <laughs> so I threw an Abba CD in there. I was like, this would be great for my car. So I threw that in there. A CD. Damn. <laughs> a CD. Oh my God. That reminds me. They had, right? They had, um, so they're, they're big thing now. I love that I'm doing like a Target ad. We're not sponsored. I promise. <laughs> I just am there every goddamn day. I'm just always there. But they're doing these like throwbacks of like bands, like old school bands or like, who was it? There's Bowie, like ACDC, all them. So they're like making it hipstery. They're selling CD CD players, like the little portable ones. What? And I, I, because I wasn't paying attention. And then I looked in the corner of my eye, I saw a weird shaped thing. And I was like, what is that? And I picked up, I was like, oh from 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 memories past and i screamed i was like who's buying this they're they're like discontinuing cds who's gonna buy this and for what purpose you're gonna make me a mix cd i would love i love mix cds by the way mix cds were the shit are you kidding me it's disgusting i know i know we're in a digital age i used to make that i mean it's it's i mean it's it it was before today's playlists i mean now you make playlists for people and then you know before that you made a mix cd before that you made a mixtape so I fire mixtapes and i was like that i was like recording uh <laughs> off the radio with my with my and my you had tapes. you had to have like a three second clip of a dj yes. like running into Barbie the song girl and i was like yes queen <laughs> and i was like so excited for it oh god i, I specifically remember recording that song because i was super into it but who wasn't you know who was not i was how are you did i ask you this already i don't know i'm well i'm doing well i'm uh like a bottle and a half into some kava 
right now. So doing doing pretty well. Someone help, help. Shut the hell up. Intervention part three, I guess. Whatever. We record on weekends everyone so obviously i'm i'm, I'm drinking <laughs> he drinks during the week don't lie don't let him lie to you drink during the week yeah but i'm not gonna be like two bottles of kava in like on that's a fucking bullshit i drink a whole lot on thursday i was gonna say you fucking liar <laughs> yeah uh but speaking of target that that uh a friend of mine called me and asked if i wanted to run to run and grab dinner then run to Target and a couple stores afterwards with her, and so she she met me over here, and we grabbed dinner, and then grabbed a couple drinks, and then grabbed a couple more drinks, and then came back to my apartment, and then drank some more, and ended up getting pretty drunk on Thursday. Did not make it to to Target or any of the stores, and we we just had some fun. We hung out for a while, talked about she's she started dating this new girl. And so we talked about her for a little bit and kind of rabbit trail talking about dating and relationships and started talking a little bit about our, our first relationships, the first, uh, first people we dated, how those were, how they uh, affected us and, and all of that good stuff. It was, it was fun night. It's a good night. I, do you remember your first, do you remember your first boyfriend? I do. I do. Actually, funny story. Funny story. Funny funny you should ask. I do remember (laughs) my first relationship. I just remembered it two days ago. Mm -hmm. I started planning this episode, you guys, uh, with a whole relationship in mind that I had (laughs) that I have been convinced for a very long time was my first boyfriend. It was, in fact, not. I was at work. I was just sitting there working and thinking about something. I was thinking about the podcast and recording, and I was like, oh my God, that was not my first relationship. (laughs) I have somehow completely blocked out my first relationship. I just blocked it out. And it it wasn't even, you know, like anything traumatizing or bad. I just, it it was fairly insignificant. That's so unfair to say, but... God, he is just like reaming people this week. I mean, it was fairly, I mean, it was impactful in a way, which I'll get into, but yeah, I completely forgot about it. So I'm I'm probably going to talk about both of them today because that was technically my first relationship but it really only impacted me in one way and uh-huh. it, I wouldn't have anything to talk about my first real relationship is the one that oh. I'll I'll unpack and and deep dive into but yeah I I I now do remember my first relationship <laughs> uh it was in high school I was in high school oh. I was like 17 I believe he was in my friend group I was I was not not out in high school, but I was, I wasn't out. I was, I wasn't running around like, I'm gay, everybody. Like I wasn't not out. I wasn't out. I was just like, everyone speculated. Everyone had their assumptions, but he, he was in my friend group. There was six of us, four girls, the two of us. And we had, we had all been friends. You know, we, we slowly came together as friends in high school. I think this is my junior year that we actually got together, but yeah, he, was in, in my friend group and we to be honest i can't even remember how it started oh my god uh wow isn't that, isn't really blocked sad? it out really blocked it out isn't that sad i don't remember how it started i don't remember if it was just like phone calls okay, let's do this. or yeah if it was like we we hung out one night or i don't legitimately do not remember how it all was initiated. Romance of the story right now. Right. Like, this feels so <laughs> sad. <laughs> he's he's going to, like, listen to this one day, and you're going to be like, he's going to be like, he's going to text you, no. like, message you out of the blue, be like, I hate very you. Very doubtful. He is a very successful doctor, I believe. He's engaged. He's He's got that whole, like extravagant life going on he's a he's, yes. he's, he's a he's a yuppie he's a wasp never mind never mind i'll find someone like you damn he was a good guy uh it didn't it didn't last very long like several months like i don't know four to six months probably it tore my friend group apart um he outed us to oh all of our friends and again like i was saying i wasn't not out but i wasn't uh. completely out and yeah. I was not at that point in time ready to have the the conversation with the other four close close friends of mine. And he was he was just like we wanting to to tell our friends that we were together. And I was like, no, like it doesn't matter. I'm not ready. Whatever. I started getting 
phone calls from our friends one day and he he had told a couple of them who you know told the other two and it it ruined everything and oh my God. i immediately just called him and i was like we're this is we're over obviously like this is over like you did the opposite of what i asked you to do and i understand that you wanted to do this but you also i literally told you i wasn't ready and this wasn't just something like this wasn't a decision that only involved you and involved me too and four other people like there are six people involved in this and I we're done. Like you completely broke my trust and everything that i asked you to do so mm. goodbye i wonder why you blocked it out damn yeah our our friend group split down the middle three and three um what's hilarious is he had dated one of the girls for a little bit he was her first boyfriend and they still like sh- they were on the same side of the the group split like they stayed friends which i always thought was very strange there was a lot of bitterness in the like i, I heard later that you know the girls would get together and there was always a lot of bitterness but she would still hang out with him like the two of them and one of the other girls would hang out and then my friends who i still i talk to every day and hang out with frequently um we have tattoos together like we're oh. the three of us are very close we are very tight we are a stayed. yeah we stayed the the close friends ever since then but the and- other two are or uh, dead to all of us. Uh, in the end, the the guy, because he's, he's a decent guy. He was just, you know, young and poor choices and whatever. But he he's a decent guy and we were friendly. And the other two girls are just like dead to all of us because it completely, they got rude about the gays and it, it turned into this whole thing. But yeah, it, it was a, a weird one, weird relationship. But I guess I can say, talk a little bit that was my he was the first guy that i was physical with oh i think i blew him and he didn't i don't even know if he touched my dick to be honest <laughs> it's very awkward he was like he's he what i don't know if he still is he was an awkward boy um socially awkward very intelligent but you know socially mm-hmm. awkward and i just remember it being kind of an un- awkward experience not uncomfortable awkward experience it's just like all right we're well we're naked now and I guess we're gonna we're gonna Dude, do this. We're gonna, I guess we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna do the sex now. <laughs> but oh, that's fun. yeah, it was a interesting one. It was a, a weird. It was okay. It was okay. I can say that. I guess. I would give it, was it, I, okay. I'd give it six out of ten. I'd give yeah, it a six it out of ten. It was an okay relationship. It was an okay first relationship. That sounds normal. And I say first relationship. Like I dated girls, but that wasn't that wasn't a relationship. That wasn't real. Yeah. That wasn't real. But I did. I mean, I, I met his his family and his parents and would hang out at his house. And I don't I don't know if that was like a, a thing where they knew or cared or questioned or thought about it or blocked it out or whatever. But those are some of the things like I, I want to talk about with, you know, our actual relationship, like your first relationship and, and the other one I want to talk about. But I'll I'll cover a little bit more the one that actually impacted me after you you talk a little bit. Like, I want to hear a little bit about your first relationship. Yeah, follow the same format you did. Yeah. Like, how, how did you guys meet? All right. So the funny thing about doing this podcast is there's a lot of things that even my bestest friends don't know prior to us being bestest friends. And this is like literally immediately before I met them. So they're going to be listening to this. They're going to be like, girl, what? And they'll be like, surprise. <laughs> In high school around, I would say, junior, junior, senior year-ish. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to think when I met my, my best friends. Because I'll tell that story after. But to, to get back to boyfriends, like, I was a little bit of a partier when I was younger. In I high was, school? You know, yeah, I was fun. <laughs> I was fun. Uh, I love that description. I used to have fun. I, I was fun back then. But um, I grew up with a bunch of neighborhood and whatever, and then I ended up moving, but I still kept in touch with them. And they were always like a year older-ish, but we were like 16, 17, 18, so we were always... Somebody had a license, and then somebody always had an older brother, and there were parties, and so yada, yada, yada. I end up meeting um, my first boyfriend, who... Again, when I say, again, when we say first boyfriend, it's like the first time you like, oh, I like kind of dated. And I think it lasted for, again, three months, just like yours. Okay. It wasn't anything real. Um, he had a really fun name. I don't want to say it because I don't know if he'll listen, but he'll know who he is if it is. <laughs> 
Fair enough. <laughs> but um, he, we just like met at a party and then we would again, just keep meeting up, meeting up, whatever. And like, we'd always just see each other. This is, this is how a lot of my relationships where it's like, I meet you at a party and then we just keep seeing each other. And so it's like, oh, you're cool. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I tried. Um, but he was, it was, it was nice. Like we would just like go out to see movies and like hang out. And like, if parents were gone at some, somebody's house, we would obviously go to whatever house and like make out heavy petting and stuff. I want to say he was the first person I had like gay sex with. Gay sex. You can just say sex. Yeah, it was. No, the gay sex. Cause I've had sex with women. So don't be rude. Um, it's still just sex. I'm putting, I'm putting labels. Yeah, you you know, we're all gay. We're gay. We have to put labels on things. Wow. All right. All right. Label it. Do what you want. Um, uh, We ended up using it. You had sex with women. We can put a pin in that. (laughs) Like I said, there's a lot of things people don't know about me and think they do, but they don't. I'm a gold Um, star. Let's just throw that out there. Thanks. Oh, gold star. I'm like a, I'm a broad star always. Let's let's be real. Broad star. I'm not really, not really aiming high. I'm just aiming for a star. Um, but I'm pretty sure we like did it like in my basement, which was you know gross, hot. But hot. And like I remember, I know we did because I remember the couch and it was gross. And like I hated that couch, and I'm so glad it's like in hell. But um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird talking about it, like thinking about it, because that was like the first time it was like everything, and like just those like raw emotions of like, <gasps> and the raw emotions, panic. It's panic because you don't know what you're doing because A, it's like it's another dude and you're supposed to be liking girls. So it feels everything feels weird. It like it, it feels wrong, but it also feels like electricity. And like obviously we were like 16, 17, so like we were super impressionable. Everything was like high stakes emotions, hormones are running. Okay, so you felt like it was wrong. Like you had that you had those yeah, that anxiety, I those did. emotions, feeling like you were doing something wrong. I grew up in a super Christian household. Like my dad will still does go to church yeah. every goddamn Sunday. And I went to Catholic school and I remember like first even thinking about boys was like, but the boys, mm-hmm. but thinking about the boys was like uh, eighth grade. And I was like, Ooh, what am I doing? And then, but it was always shame. Like I, even growing up like, and then that was the time too. Like it really wasn't like yay pride. Like it is now. And like people yeah. were accepting it was like gross. No. And you're like, ah, See, sorry. Like shit. I, I don't remember Uh, any feelings of shame or anxiety or doing something wrong with my first relationship or any of the interactions with the the first guy or two. Like I had those when I would jerk off. I remember when I was younger and growing up doing any sort of like masturbation and Uh not, not even because thinking about guys, just the whole act of masturbating. I always remember this wow. like wave go through my body that felt wrong, like I had done something wrong. But then when I actually went into the relationship with a guy and was doing the things, I didn't. I, I never had those. I don't think I ever had those feelings that that it was wrong. So that's uh, that's that's interesting that you felt that way. Go into next the next boyfriends because that's where I'm going to segue into. Well, I do want to hear a little bit more about the first boyfriend, unless that was like, oh, was it so short that you didn't really experience much else? Like, did you guys did you guys do have to deal with the PDA? Why I'm bringing it up is because I, when I was thinking about the relationship that I thought was my first one, we dealt with all of, like a lot of these things, the stuff that that, I wrote down a lot of the topics yeah, that we were going to cover today. But then the first relationship I didn't, like we never had, I mean, we went to the, the movie theater and, you know, like coffee shops, but PDA was never like, he was such oh, a social yeah. awkward I will, person. We didn't, that. we didn't really touch. We didn't. We didn't actually have sex. Like it was, again, it was so short lived and like we didn't really go into, which is why I don't think it really ingrained in my mind as a first relationship because we really didn't do yeah. all of those things. So, and I think, and I think that's why I'm like so weird about it too is because I like that stuff that I'm thinking about, like it doesn't, it, we never really did PDA either in public, public, like movies or whatever the fuck you did at 16. What did we do? I don't like nothing. Right. Like, we, we, ate, we ate and went to the movies. Like that's all we could do. But at the parties and stuff, like when we would meet like after hours with like public <laughs> people, like it was, it was like our friends and our friend group, whatever, like it, everyone knew. And so everyone was like, cool. Oh, really? Okay, so your, your friends was like, knew that you wow. guys were seeing each other. Yeah, I mean, That's it's awesome. pretty obvious. It was pretty obvious when you met me. Like, people, again, people always had uh, questions about it, too, but nobody ever said anything. Like, 
oh, maybe, I don't know. But there were always girls around me. So like I was, because I wasn't afraid to talk to girls. Right. So everyone was like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, big pimping over here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, but like everyone knew. I mean, I, um, we'll go into that later. Um, were you his first boyfriend? His first boyfriends, which I think that makes it cute too. It was cute. And that was the thing. It was cute. Like it, it wasn't anything substantial aside from it being cute. Like it was cute and it was like new and like aside from feeling that shame, which I'm going to get into that whole thing a, a little bit later too. It felt fine. Like it felt fine. Like when it was good, it was really good. But I think at the end we were both like, oh, this is, I don't know. This is weird. I don't know if I should. And then he broke up with me because I think he uh, went to a girl that he had known for a long time. And this is actually, because it's the same story again, because when you were talking about how your friend group broke up Mm -hmm. that of another guy that I knew it was after high school, he, and it was like a, a boy and maybe like a boy and a half after <laughs> then the second boyfriend I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we were all, we met, we met this guy and he was super great. He, we had mutual friends from high school. Like I went to an all boys school. So I met all these other people's friends from our like rival school. So he was really cool and everything. And he was in a band, he was a drummer. So automatically my panties were off and ready to just lose it. But he was always super sweet to me and like super great. And like, we would flirt constantly and i will never forget at my graduation party oh my god i, I can't wait for people to listen to this because they're gonna be like what the fuck that didn't happen i'll be like no it did because everyone fucking saw it i was like don't even don't pretend like you didn't see it he um he was wearing i think a pair of my pants or something because i used to have a pool and so we would swim whatever and then we got out he pulled me in and whispered in my ear he was like i left your pants on the deck and then said something else as my brother it was super sexual and my like fucking heart was sweating <laughs> and that's the thing and that's my only weakness is if i like someone mm-hmm. it's my only fucking kryptonite because that is the only time you will ever hear me shut the fuck up be quiet or be any sort of like quote-unquote submissive if they're like talking sexual at you like them and they say something I, it could be anything they could just be chatting with me and i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad and you could always tell too because i'll start blushing right away it doesn't matter it's just high. I start blushing. I turn fucking bright red. You will always see it. And you can see it in my eyes. I'll start smiling. I'll start smirking for no reason. I look like a fucking goon. And that's how you know I like someone. I mean, a lot of people get that way. You just mm. get all I mean, I mean, and that's probably like goofy. But see, but see, that's probably like a normal reaction to have for like people and things. That, but I'm not a normal person. So so for me, that means huh, he's, he's in too deep. <laughs> You're in dangerous territory. Right? So we were all friends. And the shitty part is is it was a group of at least 12 of us and i think and i do believe it because i trust this person um the guy that i liked he was with his best friend who i met that's how i met him and i guess that guy said hey i think i'm gonna start dating lewis like i really like him he's really great whatever blah 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 i'm just so awesome i know but um i guess he was showing interest in me and then his best friend date him i will not be your best friend anymore Oh, because so, of who you are or because you're a boy? Because I'm a boy. Because we, okay. we were really good friends. So I think it was just a, like a little, um, a, a touch a touch of the homophobia. Right. Just like, just like a taste. And I didn't find that out until much later when he was like, because I said something. Well, I didn't say anything. He ended up dating one of, again, one of my really good girlfriends mm-hmm. broke me. And I was so, I was devastated. Like at the age of like 18, I was just devastated so like it's like obviously that shook that shook my fucking world because again you're a teenager you don't know what the fuck you're doing so i remember just being so sad and because it was like leading up to this big moment and we were always just like on top of each other like laying on each other i it was it was gross and i got so mad i was thrown in a fury and that ended up breaking up i was literally i was so furious like i think i think that was one of the switching points into me being like a fucking like queer hardcore bitch because i think that was like hey you cannot let these boys walk over you this shit is real homophobia is real and you cannot let that bother you anymore right you need to fucking stand up against it so i remember it was a dramatic few months um but it ended up like splitting our friend group and then you were still in high school at this point graduated you had graduated at this point freshly we're all going off to college like it's the summer before college so 
I ended up like the friends that I have now are still those friends from high school. Like I can say proudly that my one, two, three, four, five best friends are ones from high school and they all stuck by me through that whole thing. And these people, like when they, when they were talking shit about me because he ended up dating my best friend, I got mad. We all were obviously like talking shit, whatever. And then I'm sitting here spilling that truth tea and everyone's like, liar. And I'm like, okay, liar. Like splitting the group. And everyone would talk shit about me to the point where they would like have little meetings just to talk about me. And then I remember I was visiting one of my good friends um, at school at a campus like a couple miles away because I stayed I stayed in Illinois to do school because it was like one of the best teacher schools. Mm -hmm. So I went to visit her and I remember these these people I had never met. I did not know them. I knew their faces because I seen them tagged in pictures, whatever. College had, college was in full force. So everyone's making new friends. And these people were, as soon as I walked in, pulling out their phones and texting uh, the guy that I liked and his girlfriend to talk shit about me and to say that I was even there. So you, you walked in the room and this group of people you had never met before were just like gawking and then suddenly just like gossip girl phones were out just like yeah snapping texting yeah. just ugh. and then and that and like that has fallen and that has been like that was the thing for like the next two to three months when it was just like it was real is happening like i was at that point i was like whatever fuck it i'm like i'm like take a picture to last longer like i just glared back or i just walked past and be like whatever i don't know you Flip your hair. literally i was like don't let him see you cry you're fine you're strong you're strong bitch keep going but um I need that cape that- yeah, that's gonna be in my cape. And that, yeah, exactly. Like, here I am, like however many years later, doing this shit. But it was like, and like I think that's why like PDA at that age was like so scary for me because yeah. like after that moment, I was like, I don't want to do that. And that's where I felt that shame. And like that's when it like reared its head again about being that way. And then like recently, have you seen uh, Nanette on Netflix? No. Um, she's an Australian. I think she's Australian. Hold on, let me look it up. Nanette. Her name is Hannah, Hannah Gadsby. She's um, a queer comedian and she has a Netflix special called Nanette. And basically it's about why she's quitting um, comedy. So oh, that's, wow. that's the whole guys. Well, yeah, that's the whole guys of it. And then in there, she like she builds it up. She talks about like, oh, here's some funny stories, whatever. Here's some quips. And then she gets like real emotional about it and talks about like, like what that means and like growing up with it. And she like gives this whole speech about feeling shame. Watch that. And I, I was, I watched that whole special. And by the end of it, I cried for 45 minutes after. Oh, wow. Cause that's how, cause like I felt that. And I was like, someone understands like what that feels like. And I was like, holy fuck. Like she talks about how people treat you, how people look at you, assault, all of that. And I was like, holy shit because like i was like i've dealt with all of this and it's like oh damn so like i'm so like my, my two of my best friends like they they saw it and i was like okay guys i'm starting it they're like get the tissues ready you're gonna you specifically are gonna be a hot fucking mess because you were you were gonna lose it i was like oh, i'll be fine nope i'm crying during cried for 45 minutes after i couldn't even go get lunch because i could not stop crying and i was like i'm so hungry but i'm so sad so i remember just watching that and it was so much for me is anything that she talks about uh talking about like comedy because being a defense mechanism or using that because then she also talks about self self self-deprecation jokes and she was like i don't want to do that anymore she's like because then that means like what i went through and my stories she feels like it's belittling it like i get that because like you hear my jokes i do it too i'm trying to be better about it and like after watching that i was like bitch you're right like i can't do that anymore and that's where i was i was actually going to ask about this like i i assume you've always been a funny person a silly free person but do you feel like that period of your life amplified that or you started using it a little bit more like the 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 jokes and the quips and the the not lashing out but the you know like yeah. the comebacks and everything a little bit more around then yeah because again yeah. i okay. think that's where i was i think i was also like becoming myself and i was like realizing like hey i am this like and that's fine like i was starting to accept myself again and so like going through that i'm like you can either let them see you cry or you can fucking laugh about it and I was like, you need to laugh about it. So like, again, I would see these people and I would look them directly back in the eyes and smile. 
And I, and right. to me, that was funny. And then everyone around me was like, you fucking did that. I was like, I know I fucking did that. Cause I'm not going to sit here and be like made a fool of because I liked a dude <laughs> because right. they can't handle it. And they don't see that. I'm like, because they were told lies and different stories. And then even years, like a year or two after that, these people ended up breaking up. Of course. Yeah, they ended up breaking up. And then the friends that they still had, like a lot of them split from that girl. Yeah. And they came to me and they were like, I'm so sorry I treated you that way. They're like, you you did not deserve that. Yeah, that's yeah. And, and because goes. again, yeah. And then they like found out what happened and they were like, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah, thanks for treating me like an asshole for a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, college, col- I mean, high school, col- like that whole time period of your life, you're such a sh- like not the majority of people. They're such they're such sheep. They just follow like they find a friend, they find a friend group and they just they they believe what they their friend is saying and they just follow it and they just do. I, it's weird because like doing things like doing things on the internet, like even if it's like like streaming and stuff, like I found people to still do that shit and I'm like, oh my god, grow up. And like like people want me to be like sad about stuff that people will say to me and I'm like, I've been through it already. Like I've seen how the outcome goes and like I really don't fucking care. Like been there, done that. Like grow up. <laughs> we've we've seen the transition of the internet being created and what it is today and social media and everything. And, you know, being online and everything used to be uh, more of an escape and where you could go be weird or you could go be yourself. You could go be a strong, whatever version of yourself and not have to deal with the, the following of real life. And then, you know, today you're literally just saying like, being an influencer, being a streamer, being any sort of content creator, just being on social media in general, like so many people end up just being, I mean, literally a follower, like following, a follower, follow that person, follow is. that person. And just, it literally turns into like mean girls at some points. Yeah. And I, and I remember like, like our, like our version of like internet drama back in the day, I remember was like MySpace, like who was on your top eight. And if somebody flew from the ranking or just off in general, fuck, like you must've did something to not be on that top eight anymore, bitch. So like, that was the internet drama. It was. And funny that you should mention MySpace. I'm going to segue myself in here. MySpace is where I met the guy that I, I, thought this whole time was my first boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) wow i met yeah i met him on myspace which is so funny to think back on what 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 was the song what was the song on your myspace though what week it changed constantly you know god you you changed and and i again like i'm i'm a ux designer i'm a graphic web design I didn't have a top eight. They rotated. Top 15. No, it, <gasps> it rotated. Whenever you refreshed my page, everyone, there were different people in the group. I didn't I didn't want to fool with that. I was just like, nope, fuck that. Rotating top eight. Wow. But Look yeah, I uh, go on. <laughs> I'm shook. <laughs> found uh found him on on MySpace. Uh f- Again, like not sure exactly how we fell into each other's laps, but I mean, how does anyone on social media today, like how do you come across each other's profiles? You just rabbit trail and you find someone, you become friends and... and Vodka. Yeah, vodka. Who knows? (laughs) So we actually... I had a date scheduled with another MySpace boy. (gasps) And was... MySpace pimp over here. Was messaging with this other guy who I eventually dated uh, at the time and had a date scheduled with the first homeboy, the first MySpace boy, MB. And uh, he, it fell through. And the other guy asked me out that same night and ended up going on a date with him and, and dating him for however long. But it's always cracked me up that... I was supposed to have a different date that night and it fell through and then I met this guy. Oh, fate, BD. But <laughs> yeah, we we met on MySpace and that's hilarious to think about now. But that was one of my defining relationships personally. Uh, it it didn't last very long. It only lasted six to eight months. This was, this was one of those... We leached off of each other for at least three years. Okay. Wow. Um, I mean, we only dated again for 
a few months and but i mean we le- leached off of each other's lives for years uh, he would get in a relationship and I would I would start sending my little messages and and he would <laughs> we'd hook up he'd cheat on his boyfriend with me and then they'd eventually break up and um, I only actually dated very briefly it was never intended to be a relationship but I guess I have to call it a relationship um, I only dated one guy during that whole time that he and I were again leeching off of each other's lives but definitely someone was in his feelings spent the entire relationship hooking up with my ex uh but yeah that was a party an intense relationship that was the one that really defined me as a person and changed my personality my outlook on life made me bitter uh i used to be a very i mean i'm 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 an artistic person i've always been an artistic person but at that time in my life i was a a musician Uh, i was playing the guitar i was writing a lot of poetry i was writing a lot of music uh short stories are there songs oh yeah i have recorded songs I yeah. hope that you like guys 20... are ready for the start of our new of our new Patreon. And if oh you join God, now for no. five dollars, you will get a beautiful recorded. As I look at my dust covered guitar in the corner. <laughs> so you drop some of my guitar over there. Hoblob. Yeah. No. Hoblob puts on his guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I did a lot of music at that time. I wrote wrote a lot of songs. I would go to coffee shops and and play my guitar and you know sing and and have fun. And I was I was a very fun, open person, very loving person, very optimistic person not that i'm some jaded asshole now but you know a little bit i used to be fun i used to be fun i used to be a joy but the title of the podcast i used to be fun but the reason i was asking earlier about about your like comedic reaction to the situation you're going through at that time and this this uh netflix special that you were speaking about my my reaction to adversity or, or very negative things happening in my life isn't necessarily comedy or uh, any sort of quips or just wit backlash. It is a little bit more now, but at that point in my life was just shutting down and literally becoming an, an asshole. Like I, I just became ice cold, shut, shut all emotion down, like all familiarity, all warm whatever uh towards oh. towards people down and uh i i was recently actually having a conversation with with someone a couple months ago that i was seeing and kind of looking like it it was this weird look back like memoirs kind of thing i was like i yeah i i used to do a lot of music and and you know, creative writing and lyrics and poetry and that all stopped around that time. Like that was my first, what I felt like was love. And it just kind of felt like it got, sh- I, sh- I shut it down. I would um, say it felt like it died, but I, sh- I shut it down. It didn't die. Obviously I shut it down. Yeah. But I mean, like you always lose a part of yourself when you like break up with somebody like you spend, even though you spent only six months dating, like you still yo-yoed with each other for how long. And then like, all that time you spend and like those emotions and like they make you do things that sometimes turn right. you into a shell of yourself and it was all i mean the the yo-yoing for years was just all sex i mean of course like i was head over heels 100 percent like crazy asshole in the beginning like this was my first what i really felt like was my first relationship the first guy that i felt like i was falling for he cheated on me which it's crazy to me that you can cheat on someone at 18 that those opportunities are available to you. But right? That those are open to you. Whatever. They are. Uh, literally, like, he sh- showed up. We were fooling around, and he had this, like, giant-ass bruise of a bite mark on his ass. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> what? This is, this is, this is teeth. This is a bruise, and it's, it's teeth. Sh- this is a mouth-shaped bruise. <laughs> okay. God, Anyways. What happened? Yeah, Jesus. moving on. Did, you know, that was the one that did the number on me, which is why... That's the one that I consider to be my my first relationship. He wasn't. I was not his first relationship. He had dated. He had dated a guy before me, 
and just fooled around with another guy. So he had already had a couple of experiences before me, but he was not in any way, shape or form out to his friends, to his family or anything. So that was a whole other hurdle. A can of worms. That we had, yeah. I met his family, all of his family, like grandmother, grandfather, brother, sister, mom, dad. Uh, his mother hated me. <laughs> he, of course, came out while we were together and she blamed me. Apparently my magic dick turned him gay. And so she blamed me mm-hmm. for everything. And in her eyes, I was, I don't know, I, I guess I, I seemed gay that boy out there is being the gay he's a little funny right he's a little funny it was it was a a thing but he i mean that was that was the relationship that i had all of the the firsts like the first actual sex with a man all all of the things that you can do with a man uh i mean within reason i mean there was no like foreign objects or sex toys or anything but pda like Kiss, kissing in public and holding hands and and all of those things like that was that was the relationship that had all of the real firsts for me but yeah uh that was that was the first uh relationship that really had like a a lot of effect on me i mean the relation the 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 family ties was intense yeah. and and horrible like he this is this is a whole thing to unpack or expand on in itself but he basically got kicked out of college because of me it was his own choice jesus but there i mean like okay there was he was not doing great in college already but there was a night he was home visiting from college and asked me to come over for whatever reason i don't remember to talk or fuck who knows and his he was on you know like the thinnest device at that time and and his yeah. mom was like you do anything you do any shit that i don't like we're not paying for your college anymore you, if you do that funny boy he is you are basically dead. if you do that funny boy uh <laughs> and i didn't go to his house but i went to his neighborhood he sn- snuck out we weren't seen but he was caught not in his room and literally, like, we were sitting, I think, by the pool in his neighborhood talking, and he gets, like, a text, like, you, you're done, you're, you're done with, you're not, you're never going back or some shit. And he was all panicky. And I have absolute no guilt for that because I spent probably 20, 30 minutes trying to talk him out of it because I was like, you know, you're, you're, you're not supposed to sneak out of your house. You're on thin ice. Your mom doesn't like me. I don't want to come see you because of this. And he was just like, fuck it, whatever. Like, I want to see you. And I was like, all right, no skin off my back. Like, okay, on my way. Who would have thought, who would have thought that Adam would have been the voice of reason this whole time? Like, who would have thought? I'm a very rational man, <laughs> you guys. That, that, I'm I don't know. One of those, one of those relationships. That was the one that felt like the first, affected me the most. We did, we did that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at these questions on the sheet. Y'all ever do the sex? Was it weird? <laughs> yeah, the first time we we did the sex, it was weird. It was not good. Was it? It was not good. And then it got really good. Probably at least a year after we'd stopped dating. Because <laughs> it was... Cause, when I didn't give a shit not. anymore and I just wanted to flip him over and fuck him in a bathroom at someone's apartment complex. Yeah, that's when it got good. My God, now I need a voice toilet. Okay, go on. Right. But right. yeah, I mean, that was that was my my first sex. And I, I, the first the first sex with anyone is so hit or miss. And right. I feel like especially with the gays, it's like you especially don't know what you're doing. And there's there's intricacies involved with gay sex. Uh, that there's no manual. And there was no manual back younger. then. We didn't have the YouTubes. Yeah. Any of the tubes to teach us what to do. But yeah, that that first sex was weird. Was it weird for you? I think I was more nervous than anything. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker, me being nervous about something crazy. Um, I think we both knew what it was because, like, again, this wasn't like our. We were a little bit older. Like, I'm what two years younger than you. Yeah, I believe so. And then still, that's like You're that's still a lot in, your in the 20s. age of the internet. Yeah, so in my twenties, I'm like super young, super cute still. Um, but like, I mean, but even those two years, like a lot, like the internet changed a lot. So like shit was starting to become more, more accessible. And like when I was leaving high school and stuff like that was when 
Facebook was like becoming a thing. So like back then, like again, I, I too on the dial up looking at the porns, but like I saw how it happened. When it would take then, two hours to load one photo. Yeah, I mean it took forever, but it was was it worth it? Sometimes. Most of the oh, time yeah. at you that would, age, yeah, would, it was totally worth it. Your mom or your dad would just be like, What are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm just, you know, like I don't know, reading about the beginnings of life or something, and there's just like inches of like thigh loading on the screen. Just inches. I mean the first time we did it, like it did I think we knew what we were doing. He knew what he was doing. So I was like, okay. So I just like followed and like, it wasn't great, but it was fine. Like, I'm like, obviously it hurts or whatever, but don't understand how it feels. What's supposed to, you don't know what it's supposed to feel like. Is this supposed to feel like, is this okay? But like, it felt okay. So I was like, oh, fine. Okay. okay, You know, (laughs) apparently I was lucky (laughs) for my first time because I heard horror stories. So I was like, okay, great. I was like, well, there was some sort of like gay angel looking out for me above. Um, So I, mine was fine on that. I just, the only bad part was that couch. I hated that couch. It was disgusting. It felt weird. Yeah. It was, it was fuzzy. It was like a fuzzy couch. Well, I didn't have much else to do. We're in a basement. Fair. I think I would have chosen the floor. That's too rough. Well, the, the floor at the time too was it was weird like it was it wasn't tile it was like that what do you call that linoleum i guess or whatever yeah. those tiles are like a kitchen but, uh, or a bathroom like uh, it's like it's not it's not a tile it's like plastic yeah feeling yeah that shit like and, and like the, the ground was like un, it was uneven so like there were like tiny like tiny hills like you could feel the imbalance of the floor so i was like no i'm not gonna like fuck on a molehill here i'm not gonna fuck on a molehill okay <laughs> right standards I have, I have standards. I have standards. <laughs> I mean, not so much anymore, but like back then I had standards when I was fun. But uh, it was fine. It was fine. I, had, I Again, it was fine. I don't know. <laughs> I like don't think about that. I don't think about that first time anymore. It's like weird. Yeah, I, I don't. You, you completely blocked it out. I just like don't think about it. Like, I, And I remember when we were plotting this, you were like, do you remember your first boyfriend? And I was like, no. You I was t- like, I remember his name. Well, I, had, about no, it. I had so many questions because I was just like, do you remember your first boyfriend's dick? Like, was he circumcised? And you were like, I don't fucking know. Like, I feel like that's something you would have remembered. <laughs> well, surprise. It clearly wasn't that memorable. Fully just blocked out the sex. I mean, I was just like, there was like penises going in my body. Like, whatever. It's cool. Penises. Who knows? I didn't look at it. I didn't look at I it. I never I, saw all, it. <laughs> all I knew it was going in one of my orifices. Like, oh that's all God. I knew. So I was just like, okay, cool. Let's try it. <laughs> it's 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 what? amazing to think about like first the first time you had sex and how- I remember it was in summer. I remember that. That's what. That's what I oh, remember. Yeah? It was summer. Yeah, it was summer because it was hot as fuck outside, but it was nice inside because uh, LOL air conditioning. But that. But I remember, and then that was it. I remember it being fine. Like it wasn't an ordeal. It wasn't like what comedies make it out to be. It wasn't funny. It was just like it, again. It was just weird. Like you're like, oh okay. Like I guess we're gonna try this. Let's see what happens. And you're kind of like figuring out how to maneuver, where where to go, right. where your hands go, where his hands go. And it's like ah, I don't know how this works. And like with girls, it's like pretty much like you know what you're getting into. Like that goes there. It doesn't take too much. Like obviously foreplay and stuff, but like whatever. So I should talk about my second boyfriend. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. So you had a, a second, a one that actually felt like a a more impactful relationship. Yeah, because, like, I think that's when we, like, because it was dating for a little bit longer. So I feel like the longer you're together, the more real shit starts happening. And um, I'm just pre-warning you all, this is a little triggery to hear about mild sexual, almost sexual abuse, or want to hear me cry. Tune out for now. <laughs> Until after I'm done speaking, you'll probably hear my tears at the end of me going, <sighs> but I'm fine. Um... So boyfriend number two, again, we met. So it's the same group of friends from boyfriend one, which boyfriend one moved away the end of the end of high school in the college, which is why we kind of kept talking is because he was like, oh, I'm leaving. I was like, oh, sad. Bye. Uh, So he left. But it was the same group of friends. And like it was a guy that was a friend of a friend. He was just at he was just at a party. I meet someone like out. I don't meet anyone in the apps even now. It's always somebody I meet out or through friends or through something. It's always an event I meet you through. Um, So I meet him. He was this. Oh, how old were we? We were probably 18 going on 19. So before that high school drama, it was like or right after it was right after it was right after that. So I was already a little broken, a little a little bit much. I meet this guy. He is very charming, very nice, very handsome, tall, stocky Italian man. He had a very Italian name. Again, I just love names. So I was like, oh, I'm in love. I love it. So 
We did for a couple, I think we did for almost a year, maybe like 10 months. It was a little, it was longer than the first one, obviously. But there were always signs that we were not going to last. And it was always, he had a, he had a temper on him. I'm not, it's not like a stereotype, like all, all Italians have a hot temper. Like he, like an abuser, like he he talked down to anyone that when he was angry, especially if he a substance of some sorts or was, you know, inebriated, he it amplified that. And it wasn't always pretty. I wasn't of it usually. If anything, I would just get like a look or like a raised voice if I try to like calm it down. Cause he'd get heated, he'd get in your face, he'd have to be like, hey, stop. And he's like, it's the point where you're like, I had my hand on his chest and he's like, you could feel his heart like racing, he's like pumping and like you could feel the anger like seething out of him. I'm like, okay, okay, like let's go, let's go over here, let's talk. Like I had to turn on the flirt and the charm and be like, oh my God, you're so pretty. And like put my hand on his face and like push him towards me, like look at, look at my, it's like working at my kids now, look at my face, look at my eyes, let's, let's calm down let's go talk about it just walk away and then i I think he only got into altercations in front of me at least only a handful of times to cuffs and even then he would like he'd be like you need to back up now because i'm about to throw down i'm like no you're not but then the other person would fucking fight him i'm like no why don't set him off so there were always signs that this wasn't gonna last and then i think the begin the end point was very happy place we weren't like happy with each other i think and there was a lot going on i was going through family stuff he was going through like it was and like when i say job stuff it was like we were like young young teenager jobs so we were working through college obviously so he was stressed about stuff i was stressed we were at like one of it was one of his parties i think he was throwing it he was a little more well off so he like had like the big ranger house party that you see in like movies or whatever so he would throw those one night we were he again he got he was pissy he got into a fight and i he was walking around and i was talking to his friends his own goddamn friends on me from afar and he was in a mood so he like stomps over and is like what are you doing out here i was like i'm talking to your friends you were talking to so-and-so in the corner like i wanted to give you space because you were getting a little heated if i saw something was going to happen i was obviously going to walk over and be like yo chill i i think you're interested in them or he's like he's like you probably like one of them and he was insinuating that i was trying to date one of them behind his back because i was his property i was the property and so he was like you're mine and like he I remember him grabbing my wrist and pulling me away and I was like, stop it from him. And that was not a good move on my part. Apparently I wasn't thinking about my own safety, which again, that will be another, that can be another topic after this. Or actually we can talk about it now. I mean, even when you, when you talk about the PDA and stuff, did you ever have fear about doing it when you were in public? Yes. Which is, I mean, it, it, it never really, there wasn't really a lot of it at that point in time and especially at that age when i was younger just because i mean living in the south and south carolina it it just we didn't even we 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 didn't attempt it or broach it like we would make out somewhere like on a bridge and the side somewhere or something but it was not like we were holding hands walking down main street or something i mean same i feel that's how it always (laughs) like was i feel like even now still like it still feels like unless you're in like my my equivalent of like the gay neighborhood is boys town right. in chicago like obviously boys are holding hands um but like other than that like outside of that like i don't see it as prominent like you could obviously see that some guys are boyfriends but they are very much like like it was just normal there was no hand holding or affection and like i i don't want to put like labels on them and be like is it because you're afraid i need to interview you but right. um i mean there's obviously always that like moment where you're like hey it's scary to be out to be out there and gay like yeah people that are dying like especially the tra- the trans community like they're just getting murdered left and right it's like nobody cares or they try to hide it and it's fucking annoying like they're like killing our brothers and sisters at this point and so like i mean obviously like and that just goes for everyone like please be safe like i know like say it because like i don't want to be like don't don't show your love at the same time like i don't want you to die either and like i think that comes from like a very um you're always looked at a different way so like you have to act right or like put it away or don't act crazy because if a cop pulls you over or something or you see a cop or something you need to like be on defense mode but don't be rude but like be calm right. be cool and like you've seen the commercials about like people getting like people 
car getting pulled over and they're like, don't say anything, don't move, don't do this. And like, I remember seeing a commercial like that recently and I was just like, fuck. And I was house sitting for one of my, for one of my best friends and her parents let me borrow their car. So like, I went to go get dinner and I was bringing it back and a cop followed me. And it's like, it's like in a suburban neighborhood. And, but this cop followed me all the way from like the place where I was eating back to the house time. Like I was like, am I going to, am I going to, is this today the day I die? Say the day I die. Safe out there, kids. Like, just make safe choices. Read the room. Read, read, read your area. Keep each other safe. Um, but yeah. So safety. Um, part two. So he ends up pulling me away, huffy about it, and we end up going into one of the bedrooms that is in the house. He was yelling. He was yelling about the fight he had, and apparently I wasn't attentive enough to the story or showing enough, or I didn't seem like I cared. It was like all you wanted. All you want to do is come out here and play. Whatever you want to talk to these boys. Whatever, and I'm the one that's out here with you. Like you're mine. You're supposed to be with me. You're only supposed to look at me, be with me. All this bullshit. And then I was like, you know what? Then if you if you're gonna treat me that way, then I'm gonna leave. And so I did try to leave. And again, he grabbed my arm again, and then he pushed me into the wall. And like he didn't pin me, but he was like close enough to me and had like one hand he like hit the wall so like one hand was like just above my head and he was like where do you think you're going i was like i said we're done and i'm like shook like i am like trying not to scream cry whatever and he was like no he's like and he was like and he was like how about we talk about this in bed and i was like no i was like i don't want to and then i try to move away again and he like like shouldered me back he was like, and he was like, why? Because you don't like me anymore. You want one of those assholes out there, whatever. And apparently we were yelling. We went, like, went on for it. And I was like, stop, like, leave me alone. And then I guess his friends heard from outside. So I guess we were that loud or they were walking by. I don't know. But whatever fucking godsend, one of the guys pushed in and he was like, what are you doing? And then he got mad. <laughs> Obviously that threw him into a fury because you're going into his space nobody fucking asked you to come in here don't worry about it none of your business blah 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 so they're fighting and then his friend ends up just fucking decking him right in the face because he had had it he had fucking had it because he said something he like said something to me over his shoulder and then when he turned back around his friend just fucked punched him in the head and his other friend like because i was just sitting there like watching this the other friend like again grabbed me everyone's grabbing me so i get like pulled out and they're like let's go now like let's just fucking leave let's just go and then he obviously gets back up and he like stands at the end he like stops at the stair at the top of the staircase and i'm like near the end at this point he's like if you walk out this door right now you're not gonna have anything you won't be anything and no one will ever love you and you're just you're just going to be a big slut and that has always stuck with me like that's also why like i have a hard time dating like meeting a guy i'm like i don't want to go through that and like that's what i hear in my head like every single time or even just looking in the mirror sometimes just like i hear those words like at the age of like 18 19 like that's huge but like to this day and like it still impacts me <laughs> it was a lot i love that men's like initial go-to is you're just gonna be a big slut like i love you so you're gonna have to be that and i was like what and like looking back at it now like even like i it's it still hurts but like you think of the rationale of like what were you going like what was that and like that was my first like abusive relationship that was my second boyfriend it was a it was it was like my that was my first real boyfriend so that was a that was a great way to start off the the, the gay season right it's just like a fucking dick moved since then he's working with his family whatever he is in the company whatever he's got money he can do whatever the fuck he wants but um we haven't talked but we've seen we like run in the same group still like that group has since disbanded and that obviously ended my my my, my part my party boy days so that was the ending of that so like i didn't keep in touch with a lot of those people after that because i was fucking like done with everything I've seen him since then, and I think he is dating somebody else. I hope, I hope for him that he's controlled his anger and has gotten help with whatever. Like, I don't wish him ill. You're a better person than me. But yeah, I never really thought I was going to be able to tell the story out loud or ever, if we're being honest. But Adam was super great this whole time about listening and giving me the choice to. And honestly, with what's going on in the world right now, I think it's 
really important for survivors to really tell their stories. Um, going into this, I wanted to leave you all with a resource. Um, it's called the the hotline, the national it's the it's the national domestic violence hotline, but it's called thehotline.org if you want to visit the website. Um, it specializes in domestic abuse help and contains many super great resources that include the hotline itself, which the number is on there, but I'm gonna give it to you. It's one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Um, they also have a live chat, so in case you're like a millennial like me that does not want to talk on the phone, especially about this without violently crying, um, they have a they have a chat a chat a chat room basically where it's you and one other person, and they kind of help you figure out what your next steps in this could be. Um, especially if you're looking to get out, like it's it's really I think it's a really good resource to have, and I kind of wish I would have had it a long time ago. Um, they also have a Twitter, which is at ndvh, which has a lot of things like videos, articles, and stuff like that that will um, that gives you kind of more of an insight of what this is, of what domestic violence looks like. And it's not just for people that have gone through this. Like if you feel like you or your like your friends or your family, anyone is going through this, like this is a good this thing. This is a good way to like learn the signs and learn what could be happening especially if you are really thinking that somebody could be in danger so like always feel free to like reach out on both sides like (laughs) the ones that are being abused and the ones that could that you think it might be happening like please reach out like i think that's the biggest thing is communication like really talk it out and like care for each other (laughs) and like just know that you are not defined by your trauma it will leave a mark and it does but right now you are stronger you are loved and you are worth it (laughs) all right is there anything else you want to cover i'm done All right. Well, a bit of a heavier episode today, but we think it's important to share some of those stories that weren't necessarily all fun and games, but we'll be back next Tuesday with all of our stupid jokes and a couple new segments we're really excited about. Remember to follow us on Instagram at perfectly incapable podcast slide into our dms let us know what you'd what you'd like to hear about share your stories uh any any anything you want us to to hear about we'd love to hear it please remember to follow or subscribe to us wherever you're listening leave us a review we would love that and again thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us bye Bye.